Hey, what is going on, everybody? It is so great to have another episode of Bees Perspectives Radio. It's been a long time, but you know what, man? I am so thrilled to be doing another episode and providing this content to all the amazing people out there that is listening in. So uh, some really interesting stuff to talk about today. Um, I know that the NFL season is here, basically. You know, we got preseason, you know, the regular season's coming up. Um, And so I just wanted to dig into some of the more recent topics of what's going on in all things NFL. So we'll start with Houston Texans' Jadavion Clowney. Will the Texans re-sign him to an extension or could he possibly be traded to another team maybe the new york jets maybe the rams uh, or even a mystery team out there that remains to be seen now this is an interesting story now two years ago we would be talking oh this is crazy talk you know Jadavion Clowney is a really talented player you know a talented edge rusher you know Has had his fair share of injuries, but still, you know, an overall dominant type of force of a player. But we look at what happened last year, guys. Khalil Mack shocked the NFL, and he got traded to the Chicago Bears. Granted, the Chicago Bears, you know, they gave up a lot to acquire him. But as we all seen last season, it was worth it. And the impact that Khalil Mack had with that Bears defense, who was already coming into their own, I think was a great deal for the Bears because they're in that win-now type of mode. They have a really good quarterback in Mitch Trubisky, and it also helps the Raiders, you know, build for the franchise, build in the long run. So it's interesting to see. Um, You know, with Jadavion Clowney, you know, the Texans, they've got the second most cap space in the entire NFL. I think they're sitting at like 37, um, overall. And if they wanted to re-sign him to a long-term deal, they would have done so by now. So it's an interesting aspect that they've not done it. Um, if I were the Texans, honestly, you have to look at the situation like this right now. J.J. Watt's not getting any younger. He's also had his fair share of injuries. He's an incredibly talented player. The Houston Texans have also have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who at some point is going to be wanting a long-term deal. Maybe not now, right this moment, but at some point he's going to want a long-term deal. And maybe the Texans are looking for a team that will be willing to sacrifice a first-round pick Maybe even a second-round pick, you know, to get that compensation. But given the type of money that Clowney is wanting, and you also factor in his injuries, I don't know if the Texans are going to be able to get a first-round pick, you know. I don't think, and this is just, you know, my opinion, I don't think that the Texans are going to get anywhere near the capital of what the Raiders got with Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is a better player, in my opinion, than Jadavion Clowney. So I think it's very possible Clowney, you know, could go to a team and a team could be willing to sacrifice maybe a second round pick, maybe a fourth round pick is very possible, um, you know, but I mean, it remains to be seen. But is he worth the first round pick? I mean, if he didn't have his fair share of injuries, I would say, yeah, worth the first round pick, you know, go ahead and, you know, swap it with the team and, you know, give Clowney to the team and, you know, the team gets a first round pick. You know, so, um, 
But right now, I don't think it's possible. I think more so second-round pick and then throw in a sweetener with the fourth-round pick. If the team's willing to be nice enough, you know, maybe use that fourth-round pick to, depending on performance, depending how Clowney's utilized, if he can stay healthy, go ahead and up it to a third-round pick. So the Texans would get a second and third-round pick. Now, teams like the Jets, I would love for my New York Jets to get that edge rusher, right? But you, we've already spent a boatload of money with the um, free agency, you know, with giving up money to Le'Veon Bell, Jamison Crowder, C.J. Mosley, guys like those guys, you know, who talented, but we forked out a lot of cash. And at the same time, though, we need to still continue to build for the future and, you know, we still need help at cornerback. You know, we still need help at the offensive line position, to be honest with you guys. So interesting to see how this is going to play out. Um, do I expect Le'Veon Bell to be with the Texans week one? Realistically, yes, I do. Uh, but is it possible that he could be traded, you know, so- you know, right now or maybe before the trade deadline. Yeah, it's possible. But I still think that there's a strong chance where, you know, um, he could still stay with the Texans. You know, the Texans are a good team, you know, and if they want to still be that, you know, perennial playoff team and, you know, make that challenge to be, you know, in the AFC Championship game with teams like, you know, the New England Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, hot teams like those, you know, they need to keep, their best players, you know, and getting rid of one of them is definitely not the right thing to do. Um, and granted, you know, I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, J.J. Watt, you know, is still a great player, but, you know, how many years left does he have? Deshaun Watson, you know, he's had his fair share of injuries, you know, so we'll see, you know, honestly, we'll see. But um, I think whoever gets Connie, you know, they'll know that he's a good player, and if he's available, he could be a game wrecker. And just need that consistency. So a team like the Jets, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I mean, I'd like to get him. But honestly, I think we would be better off waiting, you know, and, and more so addressing cornerback than we are at edge rusher right now. Um, a team that can, you know, use an edge rusher somewhere out there will probably be better off. So um, that's the Texans. So um, we can go ahead and talk about some other topics. So um, the New York Jets, like I mentioned, right? Uh, so they improved big time, um, you know, this offseason. And I'm very, very pleased that, you know, when I was watching the week one um, preseason game, you know, with the Jets and the Giants, you know, I was very, very happy to see Sam Darnold execute. And I was I was happy. As a Jets fan, we, I couldn't have been more happy with that first drive, marching right down the Giants and just scoring, boom, touchdown. And he was really accurate and had a really high QBR rating. I think he missed like one pass, but overall he was pretty darn sharp. So I like how the Jets' offense is going to be. I was reading an article and this was really interesting. And it kind of raised my eyebrow, but I'm like, okay, I'll be open to it. Calvin Johnson, as we all know, Megatron, you know, former wide receiver of the Detroit Lions who has been retired for uh, some time. Could he be somehow coaxed to getting out of retirement and maybe joining the New York Jets? Now, he signed that huge contract, you know, when he was with the Detroit Lions. And the Lions, although they prefer to keep him, 
they may end up trading, you know, maybe a sixth, seventh round pick, maybe a fifth round pick, you know, for the, you know, to swap with Calvin Johnson. I say that low of a pick, not because Calvin Johnson is, you know, a diminished wide receiver or anything like that, but he's been out of the league for a couple years now for some time. Um, and he's had his fair share of injuries. So that would be a very interesting acquisition. Now, keep in mind, our general manager, Joe Douglas, did a great job of convincing Khalil, I think his name is Ryan Khalil, uh, or Matt Khalil, I could be wrong. I think Ryan Khalil, uh, former center of the Carolina Panthers, to come out of retirement to sign with the New York Jets on a seven to eight year deal, uh, or not seven to eight year deal, seven to eight million dollar deal which I found very, very interesting. And I was very happy because we needed an upgraded center. Um, you know, we've had some misses with, you know, uh, Wesley Johnson, um, you know, and we've, we've, we've not had a staple center since Nick Mangold. And I think for a young quarterback like Sam Darnold, it's very key to have a very established center. And so I think this would be, this is a great move on Joe Douglas's part compared to how Mike McCagnan didn't really address the offensive line and make a significant move to get a center or a guard or a tackle, you know, in the offseason or even draft. So um, I think this is a huge boost. Uh, you know, Jets fans out there, you know, we should be very, very happy. You know, even though, you know, he is older and he's had his fair share of injuries. You know, I mean, look at this way. You know, the center position is an upgrade. This is going to help Sam Darnold give more time to be effective. This is going to create more opportunities for Le'Veon Bell. Um, so I think it's a great, great addition. And, you know, going back to Calvin Johnson, guys, if we can somehow get him and pair him with Quincy Nunwa, Robbie Anderson, and Jamison Crowder, you're looking at one of the more effective wide receiver groups in the National Football League. Am I saying top 10? No, I'm not. But I'm saying that the Jets could be a more formidable offense. And then we have a really good defense that's very underrated right now. You know, we got Quentin Williams, who is going to be a dominant force. We got Leonard Williams, who is in a contract year. I think he's going to step up and be lights out. And the fact that, you know, you have a guy like Quentin Williams, that's going to take some of the double teams, some of the triple teams off of Leonard Williams. And you're going to also focus on Quentin Williams. So that's going to provide more opportunities for Leonard Williams to play very well and at a high level not to mention jamal adams guys is becoming one of the best safeties right now in the game and he's a young player really young player and is just becoming very very dominant and i'm very pleased that you know he's becoming a great player um you know as soon as the Jets drafted him i was a huge fan instantly because i know that when he played with lsu he was very dominant and you know i think and as i've you know, mentioned, you know, um, in his comments on Twitter, I think, you know, when it's all said and done, once he retires, he's going to be talked about with one of the best has ever played, you know. And, yeah, I'm going to make a mention with the likes of, you know, um, Earl Thomas, you know, Ed Reed, Troy Palomalo, you know, guys like him, you know, guys like those, you know, who's going to, you know, who are really, really effective. Earl Thomas, you know, has been one of the best safeties, you know, the last decade or so. And, I mean, he's played very, very well. Hall of Famer for sure, absolutely. And I think that, you know, Jamal Adams is going to be next in line. It's like, you know, hey, I'm going to be a dominant force, and I love what I see from him. I love his attitude, you know. Um, and as a Jets fan, many can, you know, look at it from what happened last season. 
The guy hates to lose. And I don't know how many times I got to see him on TV ticked off of losing. And I love it. I don't want a player who's like, oh, okay, you know, you know, we lost, you know, we'll get we'll 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 work on something and we'll focus on next week and we'll try to win, you know, next week. No, man, forget that. I want a guy who's, you know, right there, you know, loudest can be is like, you know what, guys, I'm sick and tired of losing. We gotta do something now, man. We need to make some adjustments, you know, we gotta do something. You know, I don't care what we gotta do, but you know, we gotta do something. We can't just be like, oh, you know, well, maybe next week or the week after that we'll turn our crap around and win a game or two. No. You gotta really mean it and make some changes. And man, having a guy like Jamal Adams, man, is great. You want someone like that. So very, very excited to uh, have him as a New York Jet. And I hope that, uh, you know, when his contract is, you know, coming to an end, the Jets are smart and sign him and make him a Jet for life because the guy so far has proven himself to be a damn good football player. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if he is graded out as the best safety uh, for the 2019 season. So, you know, just keep on watching. So it'll be, it'll it'll happen. And speaking of... New York. I'm going to mention another New York team, uh, our rivals, if uh, if you will. So the New York Giants. I was pretty darn shocked to see Daniel Jones play pretty well um, against the New York Jets. Um, I think his first drive, he did the same thing what Darnold did. Um, he came in, and I don't think well with with uh, Daniel Jones, he didn't miss any passes. It was very sharp and very effective, and scored a touchdown. And I'm thinking. This guy's pretty good, honestly. This guy is pretty good. Now, I'm not one of those type of guys, you know, that's going to say he's ready to be the starter over Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champion. And I know a lot of people give Eli Manning crap in saying that, you know, he's diminished or he's a starter for the New York Giants or he's a starter in this league only because he's a Manning. I don't think that's the case at all. You know, I think that he's got a good running back right now. You know, the Giants have worked on the offensive line. And I think this is a big season for Eli to show that he still got it. And last year, he didn't do bad, honestly, guys. I mean, I, did, I don't think he did a horrible job. You know, I mean, I think there was other areas of need where you could put the blame on. But to book all the blame on Eli Manning, I think it's, you know, ludicrous. Um, but, you know, I think Eli Manning is still a, a good, decent quarterback, you know. Um, is he top 10? No, no. But I think I still think he can, you know, manage to win some games and be an effective person. Um, now, is it possible that Daniel Jones could be the starter at some point later on the season? It's possible. Maybe even realistically, you know, next season. And, you know, for the record, the Giants owner... Um, has stated, you know, in the best scenario, Daniel Jones does not play a single snap in the regular season, um, you know, realistically. And I think that's a good point. You know, you don't want to rush a, a quarterback, you know, into a situation immediately. Um, I mean, I can understand if Eli Manning is, you know, injured or anything like that. But even then, you still want to be very cautious. You know, Daniel Jones had a solid preseason builds from that confidence, you know, and, 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 and the thing is guys, overall, you know, the last several years, when you throw in a quarterback into, you know, immediate, you know, starter, there's times where it doesn't work. You know, there's a lot of times where it doesn't work. Blaine Gabbert didn't work, you know, um, Jake Locker didn't work, you know, so those two quarterbacks, you know, um, you just named right off the dot. 
Um, it just doesn't always work with some teams. So it's better if you groom them. And I think in the perfect scenario with the New York Giants is that Daniel Jones could be like in a scenario where he's going to make that next step in a year or two and be the starter, kind of similar to, you know, with what the Green Bay Packers did with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not calling Daniel Jones Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) For the record, guys, no, not at all. But I think a lot of teams would like to have that scenario happen. And with the New York Giants, they have an aging veteran, you know, who may seem to be on the decline. And it's very possible that, you know, in a year or two, Daniel Jones could be, you know, a, a quality starter and win some games for the New York Giants. Um, so that remains to be seen. It will be, will be interesting. Uh, but I still think that, you know, this year, I think Eli Manning is going to play pretty well um, and just prove people wrong that, you know, he's still a good quarterback. He's still the starter. Um, and if all else fails, you know, if he does play well and the Giants decide that, you know, after the 2019 season, they want to move on because they got a young guy, you know, they certainly can and, you know, trade him to a team um, or, or, you know, or maybe he goes to a different team where they may need, you know, that final piece. They may need just a, you know, a good quarterback who's got some experience, doesn't have to light it up to where... He's going to be the guy that's going to get them to the playoffs, you know, get them over that hump, and it's possible. Um, A couple of things I want to touch base on real quick before I wrap up this, uh, you know, short episode here. So um, a a team that, you know, has been talked about in the offseason is the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, with Antonio Brown, you know, and Le'Veon Bell, things like that. But I want to say a couple players that stood out. You know, the linebacker from the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think his name's uh, Devin Bush, played really well, lights out um, his debut uh, with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, played really well. Huge props to him. I want to give a big shout-out to him. He did really, really well. Um, A guy I also want to give some recognition to, um, you know, of course, Daniel Jones, but, um, you know, Quinn Williams of the New York Jets. Um, Nobody really talked about him a whole lot you know, because it was Daniel Jones and, of course, you know, how he would play. But I think overall he did a solid job. So those are some players I just want to give props to. Um, And a couple other interesting um, things here. Um, A.J. Green, I want to mention as another possible trade candidate. I know earlier in the podcast I talked about Jadavion Clowney. A team like the Bengals... Do they really need A.J. Green? You know, sure. You know, you can make the argument that they do need him. But at the same time, though, new head coach. It's looking like the franchise is going to be in rebuild mode pretty soon. uh, Maybe sooner rather than later. I could see them trading A.J. Green to a team maybe like the New England Patriots. Uh, Maybe a a team out in the NFC uh, that could use a wide receiver. You know what I mean? Um, that just needs that, you know, dynamic type of wide receiver because when A.J. Green's healthy, he's still pretty darn good. Um, So I think it's very possible that a team, you know, could go ahead and present an offer to get A.J. Green and and they get rid of him. So, you know, that's another guy, um, you know, I think it's very realistically where he could be traded, honestly. Um, and last but not least, um, LaShawn McCoy, um, very possible for him to get traded as well because the Buffalo Bills, they got Frank Gore. It seems like they have a load in type of 
backfield, if you will. So he could be traded. He could be cut. So that's another name that's very interesting. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast here, guys. Um, you know, it's been a long time since I've done this, so I'm a little rusty. I do apologize. <laughs> um, didn't feel like preparing right off the die. I just, I just wanted to speak from the heart and just kind of, you know, you know, get myself out there and just, you know, have fun because it's, it's been a little bit since I got involved. But, um, man, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's, you know, stuck with me via Twitter. Um, you know, at some point in the near future, I'd like to get like a desktop, um, you know, and a microphone where I can have guests on my podcast um, and have like live call-ins. That would be my ultimate goal. Right now, I don't have all that equipment or all the fancy stuff right now. But, you know, uh, when that moment happens, you know, I definitely want to, you know, get that started. But um, again, guys, thank you so much for sticking with me for all these times. Um, I hope everybody is doing really well, um, you know, in life right now, no matter what you're going through in life, just hang in there, man. I know it's easier said than done, um, but you know what? Just keep the faith, man. Have faith in God. Have faith in yourself. Whatever you're going through, it'll get taken care of in due time. Um, and overall, let's have some fun this NFL season. Um, I hope everybody is, I hope everybody team, you know, uh, makes progress even the New England Patriots fans, as a Jets fan, <laughs> I'm not going to you know, hate on everybody or anything like that as a Patriots fan. But I'm just saying, overall, I can say, you know, hey, as a fan, I'm a fan in general. So hopefully everybody, you know, will see their team make progress. Um, of course, there's only so many spots that uh, is available to make the playoffs. So hopefully my Jets will be one of them. <laughs> But, uh, but thanks again, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I'll probably um, do another podcast uh, sometime soon, hopefully before week one. Um, I know earlier uh, on my Twitter, I didn't make a podcast or anything. Um, I made a post about my week one picks of who I think is going to win and who I think is going to lose. So I may do a podcast about that with a little bit more explanation. I may critique my um, week one predictions just because, you know, I think it was before the draft and some injuries and things like that. So um, stay tuned, guys. I hope you guys have a great day. And thanks again for tuning in to Beast Perspective Radio.